0: how's it going everyone this is jason navarro you're listening to tongues out podcast and let's just jump right into today's subject so um today i, I uh, went on netflix i was kind of bored i was looking for something to watch i'm kind of sleep deprived at the moment just because uh, my daughter just chose to want to hang out with me a lot longer last night and earlier this morning uh, which was just super cute and i don't mind being sleep deprived for her but um Uh, I was looking for something to watch um, while she was taking a nap in my arms. And I caught wind. I I was like, let me just check Netflix. I haven't checked Netflix in forever. Honestly, like Netflix to me um, sometimes has like some good content. And then most of the time it's just very disappointing. Uh, But I'll occasionally go on there if I can't find anything else like on another service. And I'm glad I did because I found a documentary that uh, was, seemed pretty appealing because it's something that I've been debating about how and when am I going to make this decision. And it's a documentary on, on uh, social media mm. and its impact pretty much on the average person's mind and just how much control these companies have. And the documentary is done in a way that you don't really see many documentaries done. And I actually enjoyed this kind of structure compared to some other documentaries. So essentially, it's done in a sense where you see all these experts. So they have like VPs and and presidents from like uh, former uh, vice presidents and presidents and directors from companies like Pinterest, Facebook, Google, um, Instagram, a lot of different people from the industry, a lot of professionals, a lot of psychologists, a lot of people researching this information. And the the, the way they're doing this documentary is that it's doing it from a perspective of, of like this person. It starts off uh, with one person that um, was a, what was his role again? I'm, I'm forgetting already. But essentially he worked at Google. I know that for, for sure. He worked at Google. I can't remember exactly what he did at did Google. But he started to, oh, he worked for Gmail. And so he worked for a division for Gmail and he recognized that um, Google was like collecting all of this information from people and he would bring up in, in the, in the corporate meetings that he was in, uh, have we stopped and, and, and thought about like where all of this artificial intelligence and all this technology is going and, and what ramifications it has on society. And he would look to his neighbors and other directors and no one really said anything. And so he created a video of himself just talking about all these highlights and all these like bad things that he sees uh, coming from all this like data mining and he spread it throughout uh, to like his closest coworkers that he, that he trusted and they watched it and it it finally spread and it it made its way all the way up to the CEO at the time, Larry Page, who was one of the founders of Google. And it seemed like it was going to be disruptive and it was going to start a movement. And his frustration uh, arose from the fact that it just didn't, it didn't make a difference at Google. And it was like the next day people were just back to just doing what they were normally doing at Google. And so he left the company and started a, a I don't know if it was a nonprofit, but a, an organization essentially talking about the negative ramifications of social media and its impact that it's having on society and, and where he thinks potentially it could go if not regulated or squashed Um from from continuing its operations and the the way that they're doing this documentary though so it's 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 showing his portrayal and like he's about to host like a uh he's about to be a speaker for a big uh conference and uh he's like practicing but the cool thing is is that the documentary uh involves also fiction as well and they throw in like a fictional family and so you see as they're talking about like what social media does and everything of that nature they show like a fictional family and in, in the day-to-day life of like, uh, and it shows like a mother that doesn't uh, doesn't agree with social media. You have a father that's kind of like whatever his perspective on it is just like I'm not really going to get involved. Uh, there's a son that's like in between. He, he understands that social media is bad, but he's trying to get off of it or he knows that it's bad. There's a daughter that just completely understands that social media is bad. And so she's she's off of it completely. And then there's a young daughter that's completely absorbed by it. And so they're showing the interesting dynamics of this family where everyone has like their own different perspective of it from one extreme to the other. And it shows in their eyes just how difficult it is to get away from such a system as social media and how instilled it is in society and how, how much – they're gathering um, information from you, and essentially there's a lot of quotes that they throw in there, like a lot of these VPs and other people throw in like these quotes and One that I thought was pretty interesting was that there's only two individuals that that or two organizations I guess that, that consider their um, that consider people as users and and those are drug dealers and and social media um, or technology firms. And not just strictly social media, but just technology firms in general. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And they were talking about how essentially for the longest period, Silicon Valley was known as a company that that essentially managed hardware and software. So they sold either a computer or they sold a software. So like Adobe Photoshop or... Um, I can't think of anything else at the moment, but essentially, uh, it was one or the other. And then out of nowhere, it came social media. And instead of selling you a, a, a service, what they did was that they, they sold people and their information to companies. So they flipped the model. Then the model used to be company sells you product or service. And so you were the c- customer and clearly they were the, the company that was selling you things. And they the social media companies flip that model to now where you are the product and they're selling your information to advertisers who then take your information and sell you uh, things that they believe – not that they believe, that they know that you're going to find of interest. And it showed just how much social media and their artificial intelligence really can – in minute ways, so in very small ways, and I'm a fan of subtle things, like I should do an entire podcast on subtlety and how I think it's just super, um, it's super powerful. The things that you just don't see and how how powerful your subconscious mind is, the things that just aren't actively in your face, how much more the subtle things are, are the things that speak the loudest to our subconscious mind. And... Like in conversation when I was doing the podcast on attraction and I was talking about how body language, your tonality and your body language speak 80% of the majority of the things that you say to people. And so the words that you actually use really don't matter per se. It's more how you uh, direct the message and just how your body posture is as you're directing that message. Um, And it's really interesting to see just how powerful subtle things are. And... So I definitely understand, and I can I can definitely uh, um, empathize with the idea that, like the minute structures and and, and manipulations that, that that social media does, where it only recommends to you information that it believes believes, and when I say believe in quotation, it's more like they know predominantly based off of just how often you look at posts, how often you like certain things. They're tracking all of this information. They're gathering all this information. And this documentary, I've seen many doc- documentaries on social media, but this one was well done. It really emphasized the fact of just how much social media companies are, are. it's not just like how engaged you are on a, on uh, photos. It's even how long you're just sitting there looking at a photo before you even engage with it and and how, that algorithm is just developing in such a way that it, it, when it recommends things to you, it knows with a high margin that those things are going to be things that you're going to be engaged with. So slowly but surely, they get you seeing material that that the algorithm more than likely knows that you're going to enjoy and gets you more engaged. And so, as you become more engaged in this information and and this and the stuff that this algorithm is sending to you you're feeding the system more information about yourself. So you're feeding it whether you like something or not. As it's recommending more things to you, you're developing a portfolio on yourself. And essentially, the system and social medias in general know more about you than even yourself. It's crazy. And they can see every single year how your interests change. And we get to a point in society where we need to start to recognize that how much of our beliefs and ideas are truly original. I mean, honestly, philosophically, I don't think anything's original. I think everything, any idea and everything that I say has some derivative from something I've seen, something I've witnessed, something I've I've been exposed to. So the idea of originality can be argued. And I, I used to love debating that idea of just what is original. There's there's nothing that's really original. You're just really just a, a conduit of someone else's idea that's just been passed through you and out to the next person that's willing to listen to you. Nothing about what I'm saying clearly is original. I mean, you could tell by just the fact that I'm just talking about documentary and where I've got gotten this information. Even the words I say and the, my expressions and and everything of that nature is solely but surely gained through my experiences being around people. But, um. It, it really shows you that if, if you really, um, subscribe to that idea, just how much social media could impact that perspective and how it can, how it can show you that could social media, you know, manipulate elections quite possibly. Yes. You know, if you're seeing certain I- ideas and ideologies and that's all you're seeing all the time and you're, and you're, and it's, putting other people's perspectives that agree with what you believe in front and minimizing the, the opposition and, and feeding you this information that you want to see, it's slowly but surely going to get you into these polarized – This, I mean, honestly, if anyone thinks that the reason why this nation is very polarized isn't stemmed from social media, you <laughs> clearly need to wake up, honestly. Because it makes sense that these systems help justify these polarizations that we see. Suicide rates going up in children. I mean, that clearly isn't because some diets changed recently. I mean, you could argue maybe that. But if anything, children are becoming more healthier. So why would suicide rates trend higher with that? It's not that. It's that mental health is diminishing quickly because of the fact of just how impactful social media is. And... Um, watching this documentary just reminded me of the idea of just how much I want to get away from social media and how I, I, I don't even use it that much. To be honest, I just really am just scrolling through it and and looking at things. Now I barely engage with things. I'm barely posting stuff. Uh, when I do it's, it's just because it's something in my mind, but slowly but surely I've been trying to get away from posting things. And after watching this documentary, it just reminded me so much more how as a parent it is my role as as someone that believes in protecting my child that I can never expose my daughter to social media. And but ultimately that's that's harder said than done because it's so immersed in society and, and these companies have done such a good job of making themselves needed in in situations to the point where You can't work anymore without having an email. You can't. um, Most means of of educating people is through some form of of, uh, uh, media content like YouTube. And all of them are just gathering information. I looked up how much the average user is worth to Facebook, the average person. And in 2019, the average person was worth $30 a year. 2019 the average person was worth $30 and the the question I asked myself was why wouldn't Facebook give me the opportunity to just give it $30 a year to just not sell my information to companies and clearly the message is there it's in if you read in between the lines it's right there they'll never do that because of the fact that they know that even though you're only worth $30 to them and if they charged you $50 which is almost a a, a return it's not the idea of the money that they get from you it's the amount of power that they have because if they gave you the option to pay them to stop selling your information you diminish what Facebook is worth and how much its impact is worth and so it, it it just shows you how much these companies just they don't care and that's Facebook who's probably selling your information most to advertisers because they know more about you than almost anyone else i mean google probably is up there i'd be very interested i didn't look it up but i'd be interested to see what the average person's worth to google but nowhere near as, as high as facebook facebook i feel like has a lot they've mined your photos they've mined your locations they've mined your likes your your dislikes they own instagram facebook whatsapp they're mining from all of those things oculus your vr um and and they're trying more and more to get themselves involved in other avenues and other companies and so if if anyone knows if anyone knows more about you than anyone else it's clearly facebook so you know your information their their quality of their information that they're selling to companies is probably the highest compared to any other company so if if you're worth just $30 to Facebook, that means that for Google, Twitter, everyone else, your information is probably worth a lot less per year. It's probably like 20 to $10, you know, around that range. And so would you be willing to spend $100 a year for all your social medias to just force them to never collect any information from you? Personally, I would. But they're never going to do that because why would they do that? That would diminish their power – you literally mean nothing to them. Is what I'm trying to get at. And this message that they try to sell to Congress recently—um—it was like a month ago that Congress had uh, was uh, had a session where they were essentially they called in all the CEOs of all the largest tech companies and asked them why they w- shouldn't be considered um, for antitrust laws and and considered monopolies and and considered uh, do they have do they wield too much power in, in society? My argument's that, yes, they do. There's a part of me, though, that understands that by saying that, those companies will be broken up and then uh, systems will become very inefficient. And things that I've utilized for a majority of my time will probably be impacted. But honestly, I think that's for the good for society. And after watching that documentary, I'm going to rewatch it again. My wife didn't get a chance to watch it. But I'm going to rewatch it with her. And I really want to make the decision soon like by the end of this year to to really get off of social media platforms completely and look if, if you're someone that wants to follow where i'm at in life just subscribe to my podcast if, if that's too much to ask of you then honestly like my thought that my importance on social media to be connected to other people and, and like what i say matters to people if my, if my podcast doesn't matter to you Clearly my presence on social media doesn't matter. And I don't need to be engaged with what other people do as well. I could find that by other means. Honestly, I can with my closest friends and family members, I could reach out to them more on the, over the phone. I can, because I don't do that enough. Anyways, I need to find more of a motivation to do those things. Maybe it'll get me uh, back in a habit to write. Oh God. I can't even think about it, but like write a letter and send that out to someone. I feel like that's more impactful. Like take a couple photos, write a letter, stick it in an envelope, slap a stamp on there, send it to someone. And and I, I feel like that's more meaningful. I, I I feel like our words would matter more. So many people just like write whatever and, and it doesn't even matter to anyone. Like words don't matter anymore. It's just like, I mean, excuse me. Words do matter for some people when they want them to matter, but most of the time they just don't. It's it's weird how we've done that. But, like, if you think about, like, in the past when people used to have to write letters and they would have to put it in an envelope, send it out on a horse carrier, like we're talking about in the 1800s, and that person would have to take your mail, trek it. Like, let's say I lived in Las Vegas and I'm trying to send something to my family in Florida. Someone would have to take my letter, get on the Pony Express – Take that shit through the Midwest where there's no civilization. Hope that they don't get attacked by wildlife, environment, Native Americans. Make it somehow all the way to Florida over the course of maybe weeks, maybe two to three weeks. Track over to Appalachian Mountains and and get to Florida. Make it through the swampy areas and, and themselves not die from whatever natural causes and my letter makes it to someone, me knowing all this, me knowing as the as the person sending it, as a sender, the value that I need to put in those words needs to mean a lot. Because I know that the person reading my letter, it's going to be like three weeks to a month before they can read it, if that, if it will ever get to them. And so I'm like spending my time making sure that the words and my, and my feelings and my emotions are dictated on there. I mean, how many wars and how? I, I love talking about this. It's like one of my favorite things to, t- to think of. It's just how much communication is just underappreciated now. Like the ability to just send an email or a text to someone in China and like that. Like it it, it doesn't matter to anyone. But the fact that like it used to take months sometimes to get a letter from like China to the states if it ever made it through the treks of the storms and and ships and pirates and all of that, like how many wars were decided because a letter was never received or how many families moved on because they never heard from their significant other ever again. They never heard from their father or mother. And so those families remarried and moved on, not knowing that that person was still living and working out in the colonies. It's just, it's crazy to think about, but like, I, I i don't know I kind of i i want to kind of get back anyways it would motivate me to get my handwriting back to being a lot better but i just i i, I it just sucks because I, I a part of me enjoys technology so much and loves to see how advanced society is getting and how much forward we're going and and when i make the decision to want to roll back and get away from social media i feel like I'm, I'm stepping a, away from technology I'm, i feel like I'm stepping back but at the same time you have to weigh the benefits and 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 the the cons and to me right now i just feel like social media really just instills a lot of cons and it really doesn't have a lot of benefits i i um i don't know i i mean it'd be very interesting to see if if hopefully that changes if tomorrow all the social media companies said like hey you can pay us x amount of money per month or or per year and we're legally not allowed to collect your information anymore do you still want to use our platform you know at that point i would say yes like sign me back up uh, and i'll use it but right now i mean if i'm only worth 29 dollars to facebook and to see how much shit comes from that like screw that i'll save the 30 bucks the save them the 30 bucks and um and, and be more productive with my life and and be more exposed to the world. I feel like that's another downside too. It's like we don't appreciate what's going on around us, like all the damage that's going on in this world, all like the the people suffering. And 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 mind you, suffering by people is, is becoming less and less of a problem. But at the same time, there still is a lot of suffering. There's still a lot of like changes in our world that I feel like a lot of people just choose to be blinded by because they're so distracted by the next selfie that they can take and their closet the next outfit that they just got from who knows where. And um yeah. So, anyways, just wanted to bring that out and just uh see what you guys think about it. Honestly, just social media can be a very powerful tool uh professionally if you know how to use it. And maybe in the future I could pay someone to just do all my posts for me. But I think that's one of my hesitations with trying to promote this podcast on social media is the fact that I know it's going to require me to be more engaged on on those platforms and i really don't want to be like i i, I really want to get away from them more than justify more utilizing them i just want, i honestly want to get away from my phone and and i don't want my daughter to grow up growing up seeing us be like stuck utilizing these devices and and it's a it's really a guilty pleasure and so anyways Don't want to get off in too much of a tangent. Uh, The documentary, by the way, on Netflix is called the social dilemma. Definitely would recommend it. It's great. It's very new. Um, And so check it out. It's really interesting how they did it and a lot of great information. And, Hopefully, it sways a lot more of you to get away from that platform as well. I'm very proud of the people that make the decision to, to completely eliminate themselves on social media. I know it's hard; it's really a hard of a decision. I mean, it's hard for me to even envision um, what life w- will be like without you know having that part of my phone to look at, but. Honestly screw it. It's 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 more detrimental to health than than anything else. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening and I'll catch all of you guys mañana. Peace.